Welcome to a new episode of Therapeutic Massage and Integral Health. This is Eduardo Barreto in Winnipeg, Canada. Okay, everybody, uh, welcome to uh, this podcast. And definitely, we have a, a special guest today. And I, I want to introduce Kendall Funk, who is, with, is a massage therapist. We studied together in Wellington College. But I prefer to he, talk about himself. himself. So, welcome, Kendall, to this, this space. Thanks, Eduardo. Um, it's great to be on here. Um, I just want to thank Eduardo for letting me be on here and I've, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast and that you're trying to promote massage and how we do more than just massage. We do, uh, we can be part of healthcare team. So I really like that. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I met Eduardo in, at Wellington College. Um, that was what, six years ago, almost six years ago. Yes, we it was six, whole, uh, six years ago. We are the three yeah, amigos. We the, three, the, uh, three the three years. amigos. Remember? <laughs> exactly. That's right. There were, uh, yeah. So we we met six years ago, and we uh, went through the program together. Um, tough times, but we did it together, and it was uh, we got through together. So that was great. And uh, we uh, basically right out of out of graduation, I I started my own home massage therapy business called Westwood Massage Therapy and um, I've been doing that since and uh, it's been almost three years since I've been doing it and uh, yeah I love working from home I love kind of being able to do my own thing and uh, and try to help people as best uh, as best I can right now and I know you're you're not in Winnipeg where are you nope I'm in Altona so that's about an hour and a half um, kind of south uh, of Winnipeg. It's about six miles from the North Dakota border. Great. And how is the experience to be a massage therapist in the last three years that we are working in this field? How do you feel that the people are responding well? Did you find some areas difficult? What do you think about that? Yeah, I started out, um, I think kind of like most graduates out of massage school, you want to you want to get working. You want to see as many people as you can, and you want to kind of have a regular um, a regular group of people coming through. And and that was that was kind of my mindset early on. And uh, I've slowly developed more of a um, treatment, uh, basically a treatment based uh, plan. I try to do with the majority of people who are having issues that they're dealing with and um, so it's basically for a lot of them it's a big upfront um, a big upfront cost time cost financial cost upfront and then after that it's more of a this is what you can do to avoid this in the future and basically I don't I don't need to see you as much as I have been so it's it's basically I see you in kind of you're on your own after that for the most part so um, that's been really cool. So I, I kind of have a kind of rotating door of people coming in and out, and uh, and it's been it's been really cool doing treatment based and not just doing here's here's your monthly massage. And I have those people where I have you know people come in monthly, and that's that's all great. But 
it's been cool seeing acute acute injuries and acute cases where you can help them immediately and some people don't have the time to to see those people so it's been really it's been really encouraging to do that yeah i, I agree completely I, I like the experience to have a specific treatment plan for a specific conditions with, according for the patient and then we can see and we develop a treatment plan with the patient and and we can see all this progress and put this person again in in their feet or recovery from an injury and working a lot of the prevention and that was one one thing that I really like from wellington college is they give us a lot of tools to do that right is a give some advices to the patient about different exercises at home etc it's really really cool yeah and i think it almost needs to be even i don't know not not pushed more on us out of school but um just to encourage us to um to do more treatment and less massage if you know what i mean um like i remember in practical class uh, our practical teacher basically said you want to treat someone and never have to see them again so that's that's my mindset is slowly going towards that and it's hard to lose control over some clients because you you really like your clients and you like seeing them but you don't necessarily need to see them if you have the mindset of i've treated you i've given you the tools to succeed now you can do it on your own so it's uh yeah it's yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure you, you, you feel the same way, Adorno. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like I always tell patients, uh, practitioners, massage therapists is basically we are like a, a consultant. We give you a treatment plan and the patient has to be involved in this situation because it's a, it's a teamwork. It's not only my hands, my techniques, my advice, but you, the patient has to put a, a effort and we empower the patient to do that. It's really really interesting and patients love it obviously as you mentioned some people ask for relaxation massage and stress massage or again stress but definitely and we can do that too we are we get good training in our Wellington College in our first year but like Kendall I prefer yeah. to work with some treatment and you have an amazing experience and I don't uh, because I remember you came here to to Winnipeg and we share some information you have the mixing experience to, to, to work in a more a relaxing environment and now work at your at home in a treatment or more focus on treatment patient i like that concept because you you can you see you you you, you are seeing two different worlds I, I imagine so what do you think about that what what how is your experience about that like coming from the wellington and relaxation were, or, or yeah what? and you and you were working in a in more in a in a company with a relaxation massages and now working at home what oh yes yeah yeah so i well I, I started right out of school working from home and when my wife went on her second mat leave um i needed to pick up some more work so i actually worked at thermea the spa as a massage therapist for about a year and a half and uh and that was um that was fun. I met a lot of great massage therapists who are very skilled and, and whatnot, but it didn't it didn't challenge me in in my um, treatment because it was just kind of the same thing every day. And uh, and some people want some people want to just feel 
they want their body to feel good for that hour and uh, and especially in a spa exper experience you want to you want to relax people and i learned that i don't want to work in that field um i spent well a year learning how to massage and then two years learning how to treat people so um two years learning how to treat people should in my opinion kind of overtake the relaxation massage portion but some people don't like to do that and uh and that's their own uh, choice and and i think that is important to be, that that kind of experience gave us a lot of tools to be better in our work definitely you learn a lot in relaxation and you can do that with some patients at the same time you can do some treatment and that's amazing that's that's really good and and yeah, uh, exactly and and yeah it's basically with with share this with our patients and they are agree with this and that and our advices and in this moment what is your line of work what do you want to do in in your at your massage therapy clinic over there yeah i've been uh actually the last couple of years um i've uh how do i explain this so basically i i'll kind of start at the beginning i had a for the longest time I had foot issues for about since I was probably 20, 21, um, actually kind of all my life, but I, I kind of got my feet assessed and I was told that I had, I had flat feet by a, a health practitioner. So not knowing what else to do, I uh, got my feet um, casted for custom orthotics. And um, yeah, I was, when I wore the orthotics, I felt great. My feet didn't hurt. And um, I thought that was the answer. But when I took my feet out of those orthotics and tried to go barefoot or in any other shoes, my feet hurt. So for about 10 years, I, I did that. And uh, there was actually, uh, about two years ago, there was a group out of Ottawa, they're called the Foot Collective. Um, I, I saw them on social media and uh, basically their whole mantra was treating the body from the ground up. And uh, so that caught my eye. So I started to look into them and um, basically what they are kind of preaching is uh, if you treat the feet, you can treat other, uh, other issues kind of indirectly. So I had bad feet and uh, I didn't really have any other bad areas in my body but my feet always hurt and I didn't like to run and I didn't yeah so I uh I started strengthening my feet and because that's what they kind of um teach so strengthening my feet uh for so I did it pretty religiously for about three months and I could uh eventually kind of go 24 7 without anything on my feet so after that, I threw out my $400 orthotics, put them in the garbage. Amazing. And, uh, and then I, uh, I've, I've continued on this journey. So now it took, it took about a year until I felt confident in my body and my feet to be able to run with no, um, little to no padding on my feet. Um, no heel lift in my shoe, no arch support in my shoe. And um, now I'm running 
ah, sometimes up to 25 miles a week with uh, very little on my feet, even in winter. So it's been encouraging. And uh, so that's kind of taken me into my practice. I, I personally, I like to experiment with things before I show my clients that it could be an option for them. So, um, yeah, I've, over the last number of months, I've started to incorporate that into my treatments. I'm not certified in any of this in any sort of way as of yet, but um, shortly I will be in a few, in a couple different assessment um, courses. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm moving towards, if you could say specializing. And um, I've already had lots of clients who've, uh, who've kind of gone this road as well and have seen significant change in their body and pain-wise and joint issue-wise. And um, people who couldn't walk barefoot can now walk barefoot all day without pain. Their knee pain is gone, their hip pain is gone. Um, yeah, it's been very encouraging. Yeah, and let me tell you, I really enjoyed your Instagram account, your Instagram profile, when you put a lot of videos and you explain in really good words what what you want to do, these different challenges, and and uh, I, I love it because it's really, really informative, and and the way that you are now understand the way that you are saying is based in your own experience for more. Well, yeah, you mentioned that for more than ten years, and now you are seeing the results. I, that's a really, really good own experience to help and that help to improve and learn more about and teach patients. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's I, been. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I, I was telling you that uh, normally a lot of patients don't like to be touched on the feet. They and I explain, <laughs> we we can help these. These they don't like it because feet are sensitive for many many reasons for a lot of people right and and definitely there is we receive some general uh, practice but feet are not one of the most strongest thing that we knew and, and i like to hear that somebody uh, is learning more about the feet and is helping patients because as you mentioned it's the foundation we they, they say that we need to buy a good pair of shoes and a good mattress because we stay basically most of our life or sleeping or standing and now understand there is not good pair of shoes we need to improve our muscles our ligaments or feet our structure and we but we need somebody to teach us that and that i really like to to hear that yeah so um yeah that's a big thing with with the whole even just the footwear world it's kind of um for lack of a better word it's kind of, it's brainwashed kind of the world about um that you need this cushion and you need this um this arch support and you need um this and that and and really if you if you really boil it down i i like to ask my clients this question when they when, when they come to me and they say i have good shoes um I have great arch support. I have these orthotics I put into them. And I ask them the question, were we born with shoes? And they yeah. say, no, but we also weren't born with cars. And I was like, no, this is true. 
cars have a significant value in our life, but if you actually think of it too, we went from running um, for everything, for transportation, for um, hunting, for getting food, for, we use our feet for absolutely everything before um, whatever, the carriage and the car were invented. So it's kind of the same with the shoe. They've, back in the 1970s, Nike came out with um, the running shoe and it started the whole running boom. And uh, basically they they based off of um, kind of what doctors told them to put into a shoe. And they thought, well, if we add a one inch heel and if we add this and you add that, we can decrease um, injury. And um, nobody kind of told the masses that none of that's actually true. And it was actually a big marketing stunt. So um, I'm not saying those companies are bad. I'm just saying they almost did it for their own financial gain. So basically what you want in a shoe is whatever's in a Nike or a Reebok or whatever shoe you don't want that in a shoe. So it's basically a shoe that mimics like you're not wearing anything. It's basically just for protection. So there's kind of four kind of four aspects of a of a shoe that you should look for if you're wanting to improve your foot strength, your flexibility, um, your mobility. So the, the, I think the biggest thing and the most important thing is that your the front of the toe or the front of the shoe, the toe box should actually be the widest part of the shoe. Instead of having it at the ball of the foot or the metatarsal joint, it should be widest at the end of the toes. And most, um, most athletic shoes, most really any kind of shoe kind of points at the front, right Eduardo? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're the opposite completely. Exactly. They're supposed to be almost V out instead of being in. So, um, so they, they should be wide at the front so your toes don't get squished. And that's, and that's a big contributor to bunions. Bunions is a, is a, is a big deal in our world. Um, especially in the shoe wearing world. Um, and despite what some people think, whether when they say that bunions are genetic, my grandma had it, my mom had it. Um, it's, it's not true. In 1% of cases, that might be true due to um, tissue genetics, that sort of thing. Um, but it's that shape of the shoe that is pushing your big toe joint out of whack. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I remember one of the, when a lot of nurses and health practitioners, they, stay, they have to stand in, in a long hours, they prefer these white shoes and they look completely comfy in these shoes. And you are right, they are, they are kind of square shoes and they don't have any support. And, and they are much better in, in that situation instead of all these compressed joints and everything. And you are, you're making, you're saying, uh, making a good point about that. Our body is designed yeah. and in a perfect way. We just need to work in that direction and use that we, nature gave us for 
for many, many, many years to use. So you mentioned uh, these bunions. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, is 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 important. And and I want to say this: the the word in Spanish is really really funny. I'm gonna say it in Spanish because it's called Juanetes. Like a Juan is a name. I don't know why they call Juanetes or bunions. And the first time that I hear bunions, I was first was somebody talking about me about bunions. I was thinking on food because for me it sounds like an onions, right? So I was. I was. <laughs> it was for me. It was difficult, and I was okay. Okay, what are you talking about? You say, oh, about my my big toes, and I say, okay, that's the first time I hear about bunions, and I was thinking that I was talking about onions, but now I learned these juanetes in Spanish. Good. So you mentioned that this this uh, condition. What other condition do you think there there can be improved with with your treatments? Well, I'll I'll kind of finish off with kind of what 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 kind of modern shoes are doing and then i'll okay, kind of yeah. tell you what what they can uh and you can anyway so yeah the wide toe box that's kind of that that you need splay in your in your toes with more splay your toes are wider your foot is wider and you get better balance there's a huge thing with your toes and your balance if your toes are squished together you lose your balance just try try standing on your foot and and squeeze your toes together and try to balance and then actually splay your toes out and just feel how much firm you are. A, a larger base equals a better foundation. So wide toe box. Um, the other, the second biggest thing is probably not getting a shoe with a heel. Most shoes, whether you, whether you think it or not, um, has a heel of some sort. So what a heel does to the human body is it actually shortens your calf muscle. So if you if you raise your heel however much, that means your calf muscle is shortening that much. So over years and years and years and years of wearing shoes that have a, uh, a heel, that shortens your calf. So a lot of people who develop a very common um, Dysfunction, plantar fasciitis or plantar fasciosis or um, fasciopathy, um, people develop that because basically it's the tightening of the plantar fascia under the foot um, and causing irritation when you when you step on it. So a huge contributing factor is a tight calf because through years and years of that shortened state, when you try to lengthen it going barefoot, your the the plantar fascia of your foot hurts because your the fascia runs right through your um, gastrocnemius, your calf muscles, and it goes through your Achilles and it attaches to your plantar fascia. So it's all one big sheath of fascia. So that is a, a huge, um, a huge uh, thing that can cause plantar fasciitis. And if we go get out of shoes that don't have a heel, then you can lengthen your uh, your calf, and that can be a big a big game changer in uh, in how your feet feel. So, um, yeah, that's probably the second biggest thing. The next one is lack of support so no arch 
none of that stuff. Um, our foot has an arch in it already. So why, my question always is, why does our shoe need an arch if our foot already has an arch? It, it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Our foot, once again, through years and years of wearing shoes with arch support, has basically made our own, our, our own foot, the arch of the foot, uh, almost obsolete. So that's why lots of people have flat feet and uh, just painful arches. Um, it's due to basically lack of use. So getting out of shoes that have arch support will just in turn start strengthening your feet. And um, I think that was one of the biggest things for me. I had flat feet and now my arch is uh, very significant. So uh, it, for me, it didn't take very long and uh, it, it's been pretty cool. So the last thing is, is a, basically it's just being flexible. Our feet were made to move and be flexible and most modern shoes um, are pretty rigid. Basically, if you try to, if you take your running shoe and try to bend it and roll it up, you most likely won't be able to bend it very much and uh, kind of a, a healthy shoe, you're able to roll up in a ball and because it's not supposed to inhibit movement, it's supposed to just protect your foot. So, so those are the kind of the four, the four pillars um, of a healthy shoe and what they can do to your feet. Amazing. And one important thing that I noticed in here in, in Canada is that we need to change shoes between summer and winter. And I think that mm -hmm. our, our body is not, obviously is not, is not responding well to this. And now you mentioned that definitely we need to pay attention to these four important aspects of our shoes. That makes completely sense that we yeah. are more exposure here to develop different conditions in, in, in our legs and our feet, our ankles, etc. That's amazing. Pretty good. Yeah. And and also, uh, kind of, you mentioned the whole changing of seasons in Manitoba. We have hot and cold and, uh, and, uh, and, and people have shoes for all different occasions. So that's also where lots of dysfunction of not just the foot, but actually the, basically the feet and all the way up into the neck can cause issues. So if you're, if you're constantly changing into different shoes that have different heels, that have different arches, that have different toe boxes, that's messing with your body's nervous system. And it kind of doesn't know what to do and how to adjust. So, if you can find kind of a pair of shoes for all occasions that are flat and wide and flexible, um, that can go a long ways through the through all of our different months. And uh, and uh, yeah, that's been a big a, a big thing for me. I, I just recently kind of have all the shoes kind of for every season for me and. Uh, that way my feet don't have to adjust to um to something with a heel and oh now i don't now i'm going in sandals and so big injuries can happen if you keep adjusting what's on your feet that makes makes completely sense and and we we have to remember that our nervous system receives a lot of information from our feet our feet are exactly. wired to receive information that can save our lives so feet are really sensitive, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And um, and 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 your the nervous system. So a lot of people they say, well, 
my feet are too sensitive. I can't walk on grass. I can't walk on gravel. And um, also the reason for that is we've inhibited sensory input to our feet through thick cushioned shoes. We're not going barefoot enough. Um, we're not we're not introducing our our feet sensory system to what it needs to actually get feedback to our brain. So. Um, yeah, it just doesn't, um, it's just a recipe for having bad feet and it's just a, uh, kind of a continual um, a domino effect if you, if you just keep using them and using these shoes that don't let you feel, then of course your feet aren't gonna be resilient. So that's why I always encourage people to just, if you're, if you're wanting to transition and get better feet, just slowly ease your way into it. Try to go barefoot as long um, in the day as you can, whether it's outside or inside. And once you start kind of feeling pain or it feeling weird or irritated, put your shoes back on and just slowly ease your way into it. Because yeah, just like our hands, our, our feet need sensory input. As massage therapists, we use our hands and we, we rely a huge amount on our hands to feel things and to palpate things to to kind of know what's going on and with the feet we our bodies should be knowing what's going on under our feet as well of course yeah we have to remember the representation of the hands the feet and the face in our brain is bigger than other part of the body we depend on that exactly. information to to survive basically we develop that in our brain because we need that we need that to survive uh, talking about changing yeah, surface, exactly. uh, let me tell you uh, one experience about my feet. Uh, I played volleyball uh, for many, many years, and when I was playing indoor, I have a lot of trouble with my ankles. I have basically three or four injuries in the ankles. And I, when you have an injury in the ankle, you start losing proprioception. And the recommendation yeah. of the, my therapist was, you need to go and walk on sand. And I say, what? Yeah, you need to walk on sand. And I say, no, 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 I don't want to hurt my ankles more. And he, she said, it's the opposite. <laughs> when you're working in an even, an even surface like a sand, you're making your tendons and you're making all this tissue stronger. And I started doing that and I started playing beach volleyball more often. And that definitely changed my, my, my ankle injuries, making it stronger. And I developed a, a stronger feet and that was my experience without knowing all this information that you're sharing with us today, Kendall. That's amazing. Yeah, also, I, I also had bad ankles kind of all my life. I wore ankle braces for kind of every sport that I played in all of my cleats. Um, I rolled my ankles numerous times, um, quite severely a few times, tearing ligaments. Um, and ever since I've changed to more natural, healthy footwear, um, natural footwear, actually, if you look at a normal running shoe, if you look at the, at the sole and at the edge, basically you'll see that it's flat and then it, it basically makes a 90 degree turn from the bottom of it, kind of going up. So if you're running in that and you're running on uneven terrain, if you hit a hole or something, which way is your foot gonna go? Either it's gonna stay on the ground or it's gonna, or you're gonna roll your ankle because there's that perfect angle that there isn't kind of a, a middle ground. Yeah. So 
So with a, a healthy or a natural shoe, the, at least the ones that I have, they all have a rounded edge. So that the, the significance of that is that if you're running and you are gonna roll your ankle, you actually have more time with your ankle to catch to catch it from rolling. I've numerous times in the last few years when I've been running, I'll be running on uneven terrain and I'll feel my ankle wanting to roll and to and to basically sprain itself. And my foot and my ankle and my leg had enough time to bring it back to not cause any damage. So yeah, the whole proprioception thing, I'm I'm totally uh, a believer in that as well, Eduardo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and definitely, you mentioned that working on the feet and learning from our shoes, the way that you mentioned, and obviously doing a specific treatments and your recommendations that maybe you're going to give it to your patients, it's not only helping the feet, it's helping the ankles, the knee, the hips, and from there up until your neck. And some people even have trouble with the TMJ joint, the temporomandibular joint, and they are connected sometimes yeah. with from the feet. And w when we when we discovered yeah. this, he said, "Wow, this is a, a strange but effective and real connection. Headaches could be triggered by problem with the feet." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like um, for me, um, at least the research that I've done, there, um, I'm basically more so i'm not necessarily treating feet like hands-on super much um there's a lot of conditions that actually just need time because the majority of people's feet are weak so for me the best thing i can give to them is strengthening exercises recommending they change their shoes and and that's kind of the kind of the biggest thing that I do with treatment. There are some issues too. People with flat feet, um, they'll have a pronated um, calcaneus or heel bone. Um, so if that calcaneus is stuck or more in a in a in a pronated position, um, there's ways to mobilize and, and actually to get that calcaneus into more of a supinated position. So you're your heel bone and your forefoot, they're supposed to kind of work. They're, they're, they should go into supination and to pronation, but lots of people's um, heels are either stuck in a, in a pronated position or a supinated position. So um, it's basically just giving mobility work and um, lots of people's feet are pretty rigid and unstable. So the biggest thing is just to get them moving and um, and to kind of give, kind of put the power into their own hands. There are a few instances where I will obviously work on the feet. Um, for sure with bunions, there's a there's a muscle um, that's attached to your big toe called the adductor hallucis. So it basically adducts your big toe. Um, it pulls it in. Um, and that muscle, um, over time with shoes that push it in, in turn it it shortens that muscle and that's that's kind of, that's basically what's holding your big toe in that bunion like or the medial position so treating that muscle 
um, is usually pretty painful in most people as it's quite as it's been quite shortened and dysfunctional for so long but basically it's you can access it a bit of it on the if you go in between your your big toe and your second toe kind of in the metatarsal joint there you can kind of palpate it um, and it's yeah it's very painful and small but that's that's one of the biggest um, biggest things that actually keeps that joint in that dysfunctional position amazing that's that's really really interesting um how people are going to put all this your information uh, and the description of the, the this pod, podcast and how if people can want to learn more about this are you planning to do something or teaching something about this yes um actually in a about a week and a half i'm doing a virtual um, foot workshop just on zoom um, i'm doing it in conjunction with a local yoga studio um, they're putting on a bunch of different workshops and i got asked to do a kind of a foot education slash exercise um, basically just shedding light on one of the most important parts of your body and the and a part of the body that the majority of people neglect so that's on february 21st from one in the afternoon till 3 p.m and um it's a yeah it's a two-hour course it'll be educational fun and um a way to strengthen your feet and kind of get out of um the constraints of possibly an orthotic or certain shoes and uh it's 60 and uh Yeah, it's going to be really fun. It's my first it's my first workshop, so I'm very excited, nervous as well, but uh, I think it'll be very fun. So that's something you can do um, if you want to kind of learn more in a short amount of time. Um, but you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, it's just under my business name, Westwood Massage Therapy. Um, yeah, look there. I have a bunch of videos I do. Majority of them are on feet. Um, but some of them are just, just have to do with different, uh, different practices and different things that I do. Lots of mobility work, um, for the whole body. So, uh, yeah, you can find me, find me there. I, I remember in one of your Instagram videos, you are talking even about uh, the importance of doing this to your, to kids and you show your own kids. And I think that is one important thing we need to start doing with our kids, right? So yes, yes, we 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 need to yeah. we need to teach them good things like this one and health-related issues. Not talking about, not only about nutrition and and exercise and posture. Now we have a new topic. It's really important in kids, and we parents we have this responsibility to buy shoes and maybe using your information. We're saving money first because shoes are expensive, and second we are helping in the in developing a good health a fit health basically yeah exactly like and there's more to that too it's not just changing your shoes it's also your it's also you and your kids lifestyle if uh, if all you do is sit all day like a, a big thing in the school systems the kids sit most of the time and that as most people know um, sitting in a in a static position for so long also isn't good for your whole body as well. So there's also that getting out of 
more of a sedentary life and uh, and so moving more partnering it with um, strengthening your feet and that sort of thing so yeah hey man thank you so much Kendall for this information I really learn a lot I, I look in here my feet and I say oh me I need to I need to start working on my feet now that's that's a good one I definitely <laughs> I, I'm so happy to hear you and definitely uh, we are learning a lot about this yes it's, it's really good any last comments for yeah thanks for having okay no problem yeah, just, just thanks for having me and uh yeah i'm i'm as as most of us who are continuing our education in some in some fields um there's just always more more to learn and it's like um it's like one of our profs at, uh, at Wellington, Sheila Bergman, she, uh, I like to quote this lots, but basically she said, we're only scratching the surface of what we know about, about the human body. So that's how I feel too. I'm always learning and, um, and it's exciting. Thank you, man. Yeah. Nice to hear you again. And definitely we are learning a lot about this. Thank you for listening to uh, our pause with Kendall today. And this is Eduardo Barreto from Winnipeg, Canada. And we're going to keep doing this to share more information with you guys. Have a good day. Take care.